0: it's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the vegas golden knights this is nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas so happy to be with you again on nighttime at noon from studio 31 inside city national arena thanks for being with us darren millard along with darren elliott the olympian with me and there are some great numbers to discuss around the first place vegas golden knights we will also Take you up to Calgary and connect with the, the Vegas Golden Knights as they participate in practice today and get ready for the Calgary Flames tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that challenge as the Golden Knights attempt to equal the best start in franchise history, Darren.
1: Yeah, that's uh, good for scorekeeping, but you know, of relevance is it's going to be as stiff a test as you'll probably have early on. Coach Bruce Cassie wanted to say it might be a good thing to – uh, look at what your divisional opponents are looking like. Well, are going to get a first-hand look at uh, the team that won the division a year ago.
0: Three out of the first four on the road. Yep. You have that challenge. You also have the three Pacific Division rivals coming at you uh, with that game against the Calgary Flames uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's all big picture. But
1: from what you've seen, what have you really liked? Lots to like. Um, always like my favorite. Jonathan Marcheseau scoring the way he, he did, two-goal game in Seattle. Three on the season. The goaltending, we have to start there. I mean, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't start there. Uh, three outstanding performances. Uh, two by Logan Thompson and one by Aiden Hill. I mean, that's that was the biggest, quote-unquote, question mark coming into the season. Uh, the first week of the season, uh, couldn't go out any better. Has it been as close to a perfect start? Yeah, I, I guess so. I think so. Lots of times... You know, if you ask the coaches, they'll say no. But but I think, again, I, I've liked uh, the coaching staff approach. I like Bruce Cassidy, how he's explained, you know, what's gone well in games and, and what else has to happen and, and and the whys of it. But I think he's been very realistic that first week of the season, the best news is you've won. That That is the best news. And then everything else you can kind of filter through and make modifications and improvements as need be.
0: Yeah, there's been some teachable moments. The third period against the Seattle Kraken, not putting the puck in the net against the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks. Staylock was good, but you'd like to finish a, yeah. a little bit more in the first period that night. And then uh, in that back-and-forth game against Los Angeles. But uh, really, as a whole, new coach taking over, new system coming in,
1: there's been a, a lot to really grab onto. 3-0. and like, That's the reality. Everybody... Is looking. I think. I think again, and go back to Bruce in our post game show, and, and he, he said it well when he goes, "Look, we we've got the, the the wins. You you want to win. Everybody's looking for those early season victories. If they don't come, you could be zero and three and have played better. That no one's going to buy that, though. <laughs> You've got three and zero, oh, lots to build on. And, and I think that uh, that's a good." You know, assessment of realities. Like, yeah, You have to wait in the standings, but you have to make sure that you're getting to your game and, and certain things are being embedded that are going to carry you long-term.
0: Uh, Marchessault with a couple of goals, so he has three on the year. Who needs training camp, right? They, <laughs> he, he clicked it, made it uh, yeah. really uh, snap into place in that final game in Boise, and it's just been lights up.
1: Well, he had a veteran training camp kind of like just building towards Mm -hmm. when it matters. And that's – a lot of guys can do that. Some guys can't. Some guys just have to go and play their game. I told you
0: this, the Patrick Sharp story. I watched him in a preseason game, and he was talking about Patrick Kane and said in 12 years that he's known Patrick Kane, he's never seen him play a good preseason (laughs) game.
1: Yeah, some guys it's like it doesn't matter. It it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Then I'm just going to make sure I'm just out here – Skating, mm-hmm. right, uh, essentially. You're just staying out of the way, being aware, you know, all those kinds of things, but, but not plugged in.
0: The way that you're able to dial that in is amazing as a professional athlete. Jack Eichel has looked really good yeah, uh, so far, and that line uh, has uh, had moments of dominance in games. Yeah, Moments... Well, no, moments, moments of dominance had and then moments. other moments.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that uh, given what we thought and what we saw in the preseason to what we're seeing in the first three games, um, the puck does follow Jack Eichel around, certainly. And Riley Smith has scored. I don't know that the quote-unquote chemistry we are all touting coming out of training camp has been in evidence to the degree you'd hope for that trio so far. You want to get into lines
0: and and what we've seen so far because there's some intriguing pairings going on here but yeah. Bruce Cassidy is not afraid to shuffle his people around.
1: No, no, and again it's it's uh many many coaches do that. They go with a centerman and a winger and they rotate the other winger. Um, but they go with pairs. They keep tandems together up front and you'll see the rotation mostly on the wings. That's how he has approached it. Hasn't had to tinker too much.
0: Um, well, we saw a flip from two to three Yeah, in that Howden and Marshall. But on that top line, when you talk about moments of dominance and other moments, uh, are you surprised that it's Riley Smith and Jack Eichel that have that really strong connection? Uh, because the overwhelming opinion was it was
1: Kessel and Eichel. Well, to, to me... It, from a thinking the game from an offensive standpoint, yeah. yes. I, I, that's what everybody would assume, and that's what we saw glimpses of in the preseason. Um, but, no, I'm not surprised that it's Riley Smith, having talked to him throughout training camp, because he's thinking about adjusting his game based on what how Jack Eichel plays. And that is the only way to get chemistry with Jack Eichel, because he has the puck so much. It's incumbent upon you to find out, okay, what's he doing in this situation? Where should I go? Do I support him or do I get open? Do I get close to the net? Do I go wide? Riley Smith, very intelligent player. He's going through that process right now, and he's done it very well.
0: Uh, Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson are together. Right. Brett Howden's looked great with yep. that threesome.
1: Yeah, that was. Howden really played well. I, I thought that was his best game in Seattle. And uh, again, there's, that's a tandem, right? So, uh, we know that Stevenson and Stone have been uh, paired together uh, almost exclusively uh, since they've come to Vegas, and they read off each other so well.
0: We'll go through the forwards here. Uh, with Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson back together. It's almost inevitable that they'll <laughs> end up together.
1: You can't have a sprinkle of misfits throughout the lineup, but two of them have to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> but, <those> <laughs> but Paul Cotter now with that line. And there's a player who went
0: from outside inside
1: inside the top big lo- 12. In, inside the big locker room, though.
0: Inside the big locker room. So he's moving closer, yeah. starts on the fourth line, and then moves up. For the third line and scores a big goal.
1: Yeah, and and uh, it looks good, good with him, mm. like the the misfit uh, two right? It, it's like okay, you've moved up to the that line, and and part of it is the dynamics on the fourth line, which we'll get to. Is it Cotter fits there? Right, I, he seems to fit with with seventy one and eighty one. Why? What, what makes that work? He he he's a, not afraid to be offensive minded in his own right with while still giving you a little bit of edge. Uh, he's bigger than than Marshall, so who will stick his nose in, we know, in battle. But Cotter is a good forechecking presence. He doesn't mind you know, trading paint with guys in the corner um, to come up with loose pucks. I think he's a really good element for that line. I think that's, that has a chance to be a really good line for this team.
0: You've been around this game a lot longer than me because you've played it at a high level as as well. So I'll give you, give okay. you that experience. You've seen guys play in a top six role that can't play down in the lineup. You've seen guys have success down in the lineup who can't right. transition to the top. Paul Cotter seems to be able to do both.
1: Yeah, am and I, I right on that? I, I think so. And uh, you know, let's not get you know too carried away. Three games, yeah. But but I, I don't know that he has to play higher than than where he is right now. And we can call them one, two, three, four. Um, but again, the balance that. that Bruce Cassidy seeks with his lineup, there's not that much disparity between what, when things are going well. Your top line plays uh, forward plays 18 minutes, and your bottom line plays 12 minutes or people on it in that range. That's as good as it gets in terms of balance in the National Hockey League. I don't think that Cotter will have to play in the, in the top six, but trading between the two lines all season long, he'll take that.
0: Uh, fourth line is right at home.
1: Uh, well, yeah, again, you, you you've got that, you know, Nicholas Waugh in the middle, then you got Colasar and Carrier. I mean, we've talked about take whichever one as a tandem, right? Waugh and Colasar, Waugh and Carrier. They seem to go together Who as is a trio. It?
0: I don't know. Or is it Carrier and Colasar right, are part the tandem, and then, yeah, which you is might different right. than, than anybody else.
1: <laughs> you might be right, but again, and that's a good point. I, I think, though, when I think of Paul Cotter – and, and that second line and the third, like, is that the third line? If that's your third, quote unquote, third line, when we go back to you know Marshall so, and, and you've you you've got Carlson in the middle and Cotter for, for the instance right now, Amadio is, as the guy that's on the outside looking in right now. That's 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 a deep. That's a top nine. That's a top nine that can score, and you you need them to score. And in this setup, Coach Bruce Cassidy says he wants all. Four lines scoring, and Collis has scored the last goal our last game. So that means you've got the balance when the bottom guys are pushing for those extra minutes. Well, three
0: games played, eight different skaters have scored. Right. Seven of them forwards. Yeah, that, gives, that does tell you balance. And and the most is, is three with Marcia. So
1: it's the balance, and we haven't even factored in the D yet. Shea Theodore chipped in with one, um, but it's always been a team. Thus far uh, in its existence, it has a lot of production from the back end. Um, so you have that to add to the mix eventually. But, but to see your forward lines gel and get to that balance equation pretty rapidly, mm-hmm. um, that's encouraging for sure.
0: That's a great challenge. And uh, maybe we'll do that on the VGK Insider Show uh, at 4 o'clock is rate the lines. Who are your one, two, three, right. four? Right. Because this organization has always had top two and a great fourth. Maybe the the one missing part at times has been
1: the third line. Right. Now well, that looks like it's really solved. Well, and we'll find out Tuesday's a really good example of it mm-hmm. because you need to have you need to be able to play all four lines because you don't control the matchups because you don't get the the last change when you're on the road against any line. You you have to be comfortable being having their top line against your fourth line or at least to their third line in terms of the matchup rotation. If you can do that as a coach, you're going to be a successful team, and, and that's what that allows. When you go nine deep that can score and are good defensively as well, okay, now we've got something. And in this case, I think with the size on the fourth line, you could probably you could get away with a defensive zone faceoff, Nick. No problem. You're you're not sweating it like oh my gosh, let's let's just get the puck and grenade it out. You're like hey. Our, our guys can hang. They can hang with somebody's top. Well,
0: the pivotal roles that uh, line three and four, for our conversation, right. uh, line three has scored five goals with Marcioso's three, right. Carlson one, and Cotter. then Paul Cotter, big goal in a one nothing game, yep. if you consider the only goal in a game being a big goal. <laughs> and then you slot in Keegan Colasar with a great start the other night, getting them on the board.
1: That is really influential. And, again, it allows the coach to balance the minutes the way he likes to do it. And Mm -hmm. when you have that kind of um, ability to to spread the – everybody stays in the game. And then you're able to get the matchups, quote, unquote. They're not as big a deal. You can't dictate them, but you're not afraid of them. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Vegas is off to a 3 and 0 start. We'll get further into it. Uh, talk about the blue line and the goaltending has been a huge story, not just in Vegas, but around the National Hockey League as people are turning going, whoa, <laughs> that's different uh, from what we expected. We've been following it uh, a lot more detail uh, throughout training camp and the preseason. And uh, we'll talk about Logan Thompson's exploits and that of Aiden Hill as we continue. It's nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knight fans, get ready to get our team back on the ice and be part of it to become a full season ticket member for the 2022-23 season and never miss a game. Full season member will have perks such as discounts on merchandise, parking, and more to get information about a full season membership, contact the Vegas Golden Knights C sales team at 702-645-4359 or email them at tickets at com. Looking at the live stream right now. <laughs> People have already gathered. At T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Millard along with They're Darren excited. Elliott. Yeah, 3-0 start uh, for the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, awesome kickoff to the season. Uh, what a performance uh, on opening night with the last second goal in the last minute uh, for Mark Stone. And that spilled over and the confidence is going. It's funny, two one-goal games and that uh, and you're on the right side of it changes everything. And it gives them some confidence with that uh, convincing win over Seattle.
1: They played well against Seattle, and, you know, there are teams that, as a player, you just struggle against. Marty Jones, he he might just wave the white flag next time the coach says, hey, uh, I need you to go against the Vegas Golden Knights. I saw somewhere. I didn't verify, but he's been pulled an awful lot. One place said nine times. Nine times against against Vegas? Yes, in in 24 starts. Wow. Uh, uh, That's not even just on the bad – side of things, that's pulled. That's hooked. Gonzo. So, you know, um, I I, I bring that up because I didn't think of that because he played well the game before. Natural for the coach to say, hey, go in there again because Grubauer had a tough season and didn't play well. Gave a game away. They should have won in Anaheim uh, 4-2 with 10 minutes to go. Your number one goaltender, 5-4 overtime. Not good. So he doesn't get to start. But if you have that information, Maybe I go. You know what, Jonesy? <laughs> do you really want in there, or do you go? You know what, Grubauer get in there home opener. They went the other way and and they took advantage. And I I really liked it from from our standpoint, from the Golden Knights standpoint. The they weren't very good in the details around the net and scoring as we in the one nothing win over the Blackhawks. They were in in Seattle. They were excellent in, in getting to the net and paying it off.
0: Some great goals, some greasy goals, yeah. some goals power, from play the point. Goals. Uh, power play goals. Power play goals. So the numbers are, and this is not to take Martin Jones off the hook. <laughs> no. It's more to give Vegas a yeah. whole bunch more credit. Exactly. Uh, they're averaging 39.3 shots a game through three games.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've that's al- got the 51. Yep. But uh, still. Uh, but we've always been, since I've been here, anyway, a volume shooting team. It's like where the shot's coming from. To me, the low to high D, putting it there in, in Greece, that's got to be part of your identity. It looks to me in the early going, they're willing to try to score in more creative ways. Not too fancy, mm-hmm. but on Less the Less low to high, though? Uh, yeah. 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 I, 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 I sense that so far, and it looks like that because the D scoring hasn't really kicked in yet. It was almost automatic. Take it deep muck for it below the goal line, kick it to the D, shot on goal, maybe we get a rebound, maybe it goes in. And well, I, I, it's, they seem more creative than that this year.
0: The D has uh, taken on a change from a week ago. Nicholas Hag is in the lineup. He's played a couple of games. Uh, so he's joined the full seven defensemen have played at yep. the high end. Alex Petrangelo at 23 minutes a night and then Ben Hutton uh, at 1102. Uh, but you have three players, really four uh, because Alec Martinez, 1955. Uh, they're, they're going with that, that top four really not not extraordinarily high but a balanced top four if you can say that
1: yeah a balanced top four and the third pair gets third pair minutes 15 minutes yeah, yeah. and uh that's why cloud and hague and hague missed all of training camp he hasn't factored into any of his scoring yet um in his couple of games which isn't surprising when you miss all of training camp we know that he can add to the offense once he gets going has the big ripper uh from the blue line and uh, can gallop up the ice. And White Cloud last year, a little bit of a glimpse that he has some offense, too, when, when things get going. So that, that's, that's something to look forward to um, in the offensive mix as the season unfolds.
0: Uh, on that subject of yeah. being able to rip the puck from the point, and then tomorrow night, Mark Stone against Michael Stone. <laughs> uh michael stone was on pto with the calgary flames his brother uh, he lit it up in training camp he's got a big shot he's already scored uh this this season so it's a good offensive matchup between the (laughs) stones
1: and i never thought i'd ever say that no he was a healthy scratch for almost a full season hung in there and has uh truly hung in and and made a career for himself and he's played well last year actually Mm -hmm. and uh Had to go through the PTO route, typically because of numbers, contract numbers, those kinds of things, cap considerations. Once the season unfolds, you get pegged, and he gets tapped uh, with a new contract and continues to play well.
0: Early season numbers that stand out, Shea Theodore, plus five Yeah, already.
1: Yeah, just so good. Right place. Yeah, and again, I mean, I haven't looked at any of the uh, advanced stats in terms of, you know, Shot share and how much time he's spending in the offensive zone versus defensive zone, I'm sure it's uh, in his favor. When he's on the ice, um, we're in good hands and probably not spending much time in our own zone. Uh,
0: I like the idea that they're going with in the power play that basically whoever's fresher uh, will start that power play between Petrangelo and Theodore.
1: That's the, again, the blending of the top, top four. Yeah. It's like interchangeable. I don't think
0: I remember seeing that a lot the last couple of years.
1: No, we haven't. And one of the things you have to remember, though, there's no scoring option from the top. Don't tell those guys that. Mm. You know, Petrangelo, he will get, sift it through, and so will Shea Theodore. They don't blast it very often.
0: Petra's just a pure find a way. It's magical how he gets the puck.
1: Right. Too. So, so it's a different. It's not. It's a different dynamic. They're very good point guards, if you will, to use basketball where they distribute. They're not really scoring guards, um, per se, on the power play. So, to me. Lots of hockey. smarts at the at the top of the, the formation and get it to the guy uh, that matters, and then move the puck quicker. That's in evidence so far. And move your feet more with purpose on the power play. When
0: I say I haven't seen that in the last couple of years, I'm not just talking Vegas. I'm, I'm talking league wide. You I'm, don't see a, a lot of that flip back and forth depending on game scenario or or shift length prior to.
1: Well, every every team though has gone to four forwards in a in a defend in one defenseman. Um, almost exclusively mm-hmm. on both power play units. Do you like five forwards? Depends who the five forwards are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Pittsburgh had the five forwards with Straka and Yager. They, yeah. they, they had five early 2000s, mm-hmm. and it was impressive. Um, not really that recommended. You would never go that road with Vegas because well, wouldn't the need it. blue liners are so good. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. and, and they're so you know, smart and intelligent, they won't put you in peril. You know, Whereas a forward handling the puck out there is a little bit different when you're flat-footed handling it You know, 60 feet from the net when you're a forward. Um, to me, having that kind of intelligence on the blue line, no matter who it is, Petrangelo or Theodore, is a bonus.
0: Goaltending. Oh. People are taking notice. I don't know what they expected, but in talking to our, our various colleagues uh, around the National Hockey League, 3-0 is one thing by the Golden Knights, 3-0 with two one-goal wins, a shutout, and uh, two goals against in that uh, Seattle game has been impressive. And they're starting to look and wondering about can Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill really do it, whereas there were some question marks
1: prior to. What have you loved about Thompson and Hill? They both battle, um, and, but, but I don't want to say it doesn't sound like they're diving all over the – Aiden Hill, each game we've seen him play in its entirety has gotten more composed with his footwork. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, so it's it's are your feet set and you're receiving the puck, mm-hmm. or are you still kind of moving as the puck's being delivered? Big difference because rebound control becomes harder as you're moving. If you're set and, and in our system that we're playing with a D closer to the net, there's going to be more traffic, better to have set feet Make sure your depth, don't get trapped too close to the goal line. Make sure you're out, you know, top, at least toes top of crease this, with the size of these two guys. And then from there, control it. And they've controlled the rebounds really, really well. And that just you know, really helps in terms of keeping it clean in, in your own zone.
0: Everybody tries to reduce the pressure at the time. And then if it is legitimate, you will admit it later on. How much pressure was on Hill and Thompson last week?
1: Lots. I mean, pressure, you know, from a a mental standpoint, you're the only one that can put pressure on you. Because all the X doesn't matter what what the expectations or anything like that. It's how you deal with that, or do you even accept that? You're just worried about your game. That's what you need to get to with sports psychology. That seems
0: overly simplistic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's sports psychology is like. How do you handle the clutter? Because if you let it enter into your mindset, then there's, you're putting pressure on yourself, which never really works, to be quite honest with you. Um, I learned that. that's why I'm such a good putter, um, because I don't put pressure on myself. But that's the same kind of mindset you want as a goaltender. I'm just worried about my game. Now, everything else, you hear it, you, you, know, they, you can't escape it, but it can't factor into your, your preparation or how you end up um, getting yourself ready for games. The other side of that is that pressure, us talking, everybody talking, chatter, um, social media, it's not going away. And as an athlete, it's every single game Is you have to prove yourself again anyway. So to me, it doesn't change. But tomorrow night, home game, hometown kid comes back, Logan Thompson we think is going to play. So. You you go back to that. Is like is that pressure or is that just wow? This is just part of it. Cool part of the moment. Uh, I would think it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, two of the three games they scored four and a half goals on average. Four goals in one, five in another. You should win those games. Correct. And they did win those games. Right. The other one was one nothing where you had to be perfect,
1: and they did. Yeah, uh, Logan Thompson was was really really good in that. But again. Going back to Bruce Catt, he, he's very even in his assessment of his teams and, and realistic. He talked about it. Well, yeah, I mean, Logan did what he had to do because we only scored one, and we scored one, and then we defended well as a team. But yes, Logan did his. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like, well, so effusive that you're, you know, raising expectations in the marketplace, in the locker room, maybe. Um, and again, that's the other side of it. Guys like goalies that battle. So from that standpoint, these two guys, the way they play the game, plugged in, don't give up on pucks, um, don't shake their head and don't stare down their defenseman when you know one bounces in off their off their ankle. All those little cues, not part of it with these two guys. Yeah. They're just trying to prove themselves. Bruce
0: Cassidy says they haven't let in a goal where you would say uh, – that right. one shouldn't go in. Right. Uh, that's been the great part about it. Uh, Dollar Loan Center in Henderson has a packed schedule, a little something for everyone. Uh, we've got the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, they're at it. They're going great, guns with a split on the weekend and a bunch of goals scored. And they have uh, three more games throughout this month. And every Monday, come and visit today, some Monday, uh, the Henderson Farmers Market at the Tilt Yard. Then ending off the month with the G League Ignite game on Sunday, October 30th at the Dollar Loan Center.com. We are going to go to Calgary. Team is just wrapping up practice in anticipation that's cool. of tomorrow night's game against the Flames. Uh, that's when we continue on nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, if you got the Be Real app, I know what you were doing during the commercial break. I'm going to explain that to Darren Ellis yeah. in a little bit. So he's like it's time you know? to be real we all pull out our phones <laughs> Ellie's just sitting there what I hang out with kids <laughs> the young people in the uh, department it helps me stay young Let's That's just say it. that uh, Henderson Silver Knights uh, uh, fans, you can't get enough hockey. We got a lot going on in the American Hockey League, playing at the Dollar Loan Center. A single game group and mini suite tickets for home games during the 2022-23 season on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team 702-645-4259 or visit hendersonsilverknights.com to learn more. You were over there on the weekend. You did the double header. Yeah,
1: look good. Building's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team scored a lot of goals. Battle of scored twice the first four and a half minutes. They were off and running. Goaltending there was good. Uh, Patera lost 2-1, to one, and uh, Michael Hutchison gave up two, battled his butt off because of puck. It wasn't a clean game as a former net miner. You know what I'm talking about. Puck bouncing everywhere, Nothing that just nothing clean, nothing direct. But he, veteran guy that he is, just battled his way through it, and they got the victory.
0: They have a great mix of young yeah. explosive talent and some professional veterans Absolutely. That, uh, that's really going to come together for Manny Vivro. So the Vegas Golden Knights up in Calgary practice today. Uh, they will place the, uh, face the Calgary Flames tomorrow uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas, a pregame show at 5 o'clock on the radio side tomorrow because of the uh, time zone shuffle. So uh, we will look forward to that. The first, I would call it the first significant test of the season for uh, L.A. made the playoffs last year. They're a contender again. Uh, You've got Chicago who's rebuilding. Seattle's trying to be better. The Calgary Flames are a team where, like Vegas, there's expectations there.
1: There really is. They won the division last year. It looked like they were going to lose all their star players, Um, lost two of them, gained two. (laughs) So great job by the GM, Brad Living. Um, they might even be stronger because they added a an NHL piece in that mix that trade for for Kachuk to Florida. Uh, Mackenzie Weger on defense is a nice add for them. Um, yeah, they're they're legit. They're big. They're heavy. We know what kind of game they're going to play uh, under Daryl Sutter, and it was, they're not an easy team to play against. So I, I'm really looking forward to the game itself. I'm sure everybody else, coaching wise, they're looking at it more from a standpoint of. Let's see where we are, like the coaches, management. It is a test. Calgary and Vegas,
0: two of nine teams that got through the opening week undefeated. Uh, we have the Golden Knights, Dallas, Boston, Detroit, yeah. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and Florida. <laughs> all change coaches. How about that? Six of the nine that got through opening week. Perfect. Small sample size. No, no. But when you, when you bring in the, the new voice. Right. It's it's had an impact here,
1: and it typically does. Again, it's I, I, it's anecdotal, right? It, it's it's urban legend, but you always seem to get a bump mm-hmm. whenever you make a coaching change. I was thinking about that on the way home the other night. Is are we seeing a bump, or are we seeing better play from our Vegas Golden Knights, not being a Debbie Downer? But but it, you know, is it is it just that all these teams like like John Tortorella in Philly? Philly was. We think he's, it's horrible. Is it a bump, or are they actually going to be better? We know that we have the capabilities and the talent here to legitimately be better, but is it, what, what did we witness last week? Good hockey? Is it something that's going to stick, or was it just the proverbial change coaches get that initial bump? something that you
0: like that you hope will continue yep. is something like the power play yes. at 25 percent or the, the penalty kill is 85.7 you'll take those are both, both of those no, those numbers
1: at the end of the year <laughs> thank you that's and that's what you're shooting for those are those are actually the the metrics you're you're, you're kind of looking for if you're you dial up 25 percent you're one for four on average across the season and 85 percent is is about that that's Entering that elite status, the four, five, six, seven clubs um, that are the best penalty killers in the league every single season.
0: Now I'm talking your language, right? <laughs> intricate stats, as a Cornell guy. <laughs> not, you're not near the brand. That's not of the very opposition. intricate.
1: Power play percentage, one out of four, <laughs>
0: compared to who's sitting on the other side of your table. It is uh, uh, with me.
1: It, it, but those, if like you said, if you had those percentages after 82, you, you could sign up for that right now and take it. You'd absolutely do it.
0: I'll give you a number. Okay. That has probably helped Vegas more than people would realize is 55% in the face off top, bordering on
1: 56%. And it was a detail that was not very good in the preseason, and it was addressed. Mm-hmm. It was something they have been working on. Bruce Cassidy, for obvious reason, I'd never heard a coach attach it specifically to the power play like Cassidy did after the Seattle game. It makes complete sense. Everyone, you, here's the generic one you always hear: start with the puck more, you have the puck more, you'll, you'll score more. Well, the difference is, winning percentage faceoffs on the power play, 99% of them are offensive zone faceoffs. So when you really correlate faceoff winning percentage on the power play, and you get to pick which side your strong side that, on your power play. So you better be dominant. You should be dominant. If you are and you focus on that all season long, you will absolutely score more goals because you'll have the puck more in the offensive zone, not just have the puck more.
0: If you win a faceoff on the power play to start a man advantage, what does that translate into more time in the power play? Give it, give it to me in minutes. right. So right. looking so, at a two-minute man advantage. Yeah,
1: so if, if you lose the draw and they send it down the ice, well, it's 10 seconds to go back and get it. You've got to come through the neutral zone, the you, you, you drop pass for the pass to the winger, your zone entry. So you're you're looking by the time you get set up, if you get set up cleanly, you're looking at about a 20-second uh, gap that you just lost on the power play. Um, you know, so you send it down, you know, you lose another draw or, or you lose possession again or you don't get a clean zone entry. Suddenly, you're looking to the second unit pretty quickly with, yeah. with not much happening just because you didn't have a clean face-off win.
0: And the coach is like saying, okay, two, two entrances. Good try, turn guys. Around, like, right. he's, he's whistling to, <laughs> to, to get you up. But 56% on the faceoff total. That's yeah. all, all across the board. is, it's good. is, is it's great. Good.
1: Yeah, I mean, the top one or two guys in the league, approach 60% uh, percent typically. Team averages are, are if you're above fifty five percent you're you're doing well. Um but it, again it's pretty situational. How Are you in the defensive zone? How many do you win? How many are on the power play? Um people in the neutral zone, it, nobody seems to really uh care as much about position um off the face off in the neutral zone because you can establish your forecheck. check <laughs> yeah. lots of times too. So uh-
0: Carolina is off to a great start. Uh, They've made some really good
1: progress in the
0: contender status.
1: I think so because their coach, Rod Brindler, knows what it takes to win. They're not happy with the way they played last year in the playoffs. Um, They didn't see – I think they felt they were hard enough to play against. Um, You get to – Florida may be entering that same mindset, the Panthers with the moves they made that yes we're talented. Yes, we have great regular seasons. Get to the playoffs suddenly it's a little harder to, to, to find room on the ice. You have to fight for your space a little bit more. You have to work a little harder to create your own shot so you have to have a little more gumption and uh, I, I think I think Carolina falls into that category.
0: Uh, league-wise, individually, Sidney Crosby averaging three points per game through two. He can score three points per game through three. They put the tonight. band back together, as they, they said, they, right? They did. Uh, that That's incredible what he's done. Connor McDavid had a hat-trick on opening night. These these are your top ten scorers. I'm, I'm not going to go through everybody. I'm going to mention some names, though. Okay. Sid Panarin, Rantna, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Stamkos, Jason Robertson. I mentioned seven of the ten. The, you're not talking about a guy having a good night, and he's there. Like those are all massive names. Yeah, early on in the season, ready to go.
1: Yeah, and and Dallas getting Robertson signed just in the nick of time. They need him um, certainly, and and he, again, didn't miss training camp. Didn't seem to <laughs> to hinder him at all. But no, there's those are top names, and they've been top names for a long time. You put Stamkos and Crosby in there. Those are elite players right there.
0: I think Stamkos could win the Rocket, Richard. You don't think so. I'm not just saying that to him, if you're wondering. I'm not putting words (laughs) in his mouth. He said it to me before the show. All right. I I, would
1: be surprised. It would be a great surprise. He's been a tremendous player for a long time. He he tends to have injuries a little bit, gets nicked up. He's getting a little bit older. I wouldn't expect him to play 82 games. That's the only real reason. He's got the ripper. He's always been able to to score goals. He had a fantastic season last year. Mm -hmm. Um, It could happen, but I don't think so. I think
0: you'll see Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marceau, battling to get inside that top 10 uh, and make an appearance really quickly as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, The Spectacular Hotel California saw their digital dashboard the other day on the broadcast. It was really cool. Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara. uh, Exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group, located right by the ocean. Experience Oceanside Views in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society's Tasting Room and treat yourself to unparalleled massages at Marjorie All at the heart of the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel Californian is the perfect destination for any travelers seeking one-of-a-kind luxury experiences, visit HotelCalifornia.com to book your next stay. For those watching on the stream, you are looking at one cool facility. You been there yet?
1: Uh, nope. If you keep mentioning it like that, they're going to probably uh, give you a comp card. <laughs> that's pretty. Good. Look at that. <laughs> I know that's unbelievable.
0: You got the what do we call that? River, stream, canal going through i got to be one of those, right? (laughs) And it goes through uh, Hotel California in Santa Barbara, California. It's awesome. Uh, We'll take a break, come back, bring you up to date with what's happening in practice in Calgary. We'll go uh, north on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Grill just outside us. Awesome place to go. Uh, Craigie Rain Sports Bar and Grill over at uh, in Henderson oh, at the Dollar Loan Center. Uh, perfect place to enjoy a pregame or postgame meal. Uh, watch the nights on one of their big screen TVs. They have the AHL.com, uh, the TV package for the Henderson Silver Knights, But they also have this beer chiller <laughs> if you sit at the bar. It's one of the best inventions ever where it's like you put your glass on top of ice. It's perfectly smooth. Boom. It's cold. I Good, won't for a rink. For, Good for a rink. It's, it's smooth perfect ice. Perfect for a rink. I, I keep mentioning it because I'm hoping that somehow I can get it at home. <laughs> I, well, and just sit at the, the island bar.
1: These reads, it should be 22nd going for a minute for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
0: We've got uh, some teams. I went through the the perfect clubs. Vegas is one of them. These are the teams that did not win in week number one. Vancouver, Ottawa, Minnesota, Jersey, Arizona, Columbus, and San Jose. I'm going to give you Ottawa, surprise, after all the hype coming into the campaign, not winning one of their first two. Minnesota, with the expectations on that club, gave up a bunch of goals. Ton. Columbus grabbed Johnny Goudreau via free agency, and Patrick Liney is hurt. Those are the three that I would think are really disappointed. New Jersey? Coming out of the that? gate. I did not mention New Jersey because I don't know what New Jersey is.
1: Well, it doesn't matter. What, if we, I don't either, really. Mm-hmm. But they think they're an up-and-coming team. They, in terms of expectations, they're thinking, hey, we have all these young stars. They're all healthy. Let's go. And they can't get a save. They look like the same old thing. And Vancouver
0: had a 3 nothing lead and a 2 nothing lead.
1: Well, and tough. lost both of them. Well, again, the way Bruce Boudreaux's teams play, they will score and they will give up. And if the go- I don't mean give up like, effort wise, they will give up chances. But that's okay if that- Thatcher Demko, their goaltender, is-, is ready for it. And if he's not, eh, then-, then it becomes there's fractures. In the I can Bruce tell you
0: goaltends. this his numbers are incredibly good. For being zero and two, yes, based based on the uh, quality of shots Correct. that he's faced. That's what
1: I'm saying. I mean, but you're giving up way too much. Yes, way too much. Yeah,
0: uh, who are you not surprised? Arizona, San Jose,
1: not surprised. Um, was I? I was a little surprised. Vancouver. I thought they'd be good. And, and Minnesota. You thought that you know a bad first game would not lead to a, a, a subpar second game, and it did. Um, but again, that's. One week in Ottawa, I, I don't know what they are. I know they've made all the moves. Uh, I'm familiar with all the, the young players. I just haven't seen them assembled. When was the last time you watched an Ottawa Senators game?
0: Well, they've only played a couple.
1: I mean, I'm even going back.
0: That's that's my way of trying to dodge the
1: question. <laughs> like, it's been a it's been a while.
0: It's been a while since
1: I've you know dialed in to see what the Senators are all about. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So
0: well, they also got injury to its goaltender Cam Talbot. Uh, Toronto has an injury to its goaltender, Matt Murray. He's out uh, for four weeks. Minnesota has had struggles in goal. It makes what's happened in Vegas in the opening week look that much more impressive.
1: Yeah, it does because you can find guys that are capable puck stoppers. Now, can you find elite? It seems less and less. Who's the best? I mean, it's Vasilevsky. It's it's the it's a Russian.
0: (laughs) Vasilevsky or Shasturkin.
1: Yeah, and then Sorokin's not bad either. Yeah, Sorokin, yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's a tier of five or six and then the next tier there's not much difference between that tier and the next tier if you're going ten or 11 11, Mm -hmm. You know? Um so yeah, our guys they play like that. It's just gonna be a fun season. Not just for them individually, But for everybody collectively
0: how close is tomorrow night vegas in calgary to being an early season statement game or measuring stick game
1: yeah i i think it's a it's more of from the process standpoint it's a measuring like where are we now um that team won the division you sound like a coach right now
0: you do you sound exactly (laughs) like you're coaching the team
1: (laughs) i'm not um but uh they would be saying the same stuff, right? It's like, we just want to know where we are in our process of teaching. Um, I'll try to use the word process a little bit more just because coaches do <laughs> you that all the You haven't used time. process <laughs> yet, <laughs> no. which is the Canadian yeah, pronunciation. That's right. <laughs> try to go with the process. Um, stick to the process. The, to me, it's just where are we, especially with the new coaching staff? and it's like that that's why it's going to be a really fun game one of the reasons why it's going to be a fun game tomorrow i think uh,
0: when you look at it and you're trying to to really see the seedling here you can be optimistic that there's another couple of levels oh, from what we've seen for sure even
1: though they're 3 and 0 absolutely i absolutely the d scoring um, kind of getting your line solidified you're close mm-hmm. you're close i'm 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 most curious to see the eichel line tomorrow because you're the dominant line. going to get the dominant line attention from the defense. And it's a big, burly team uh, that plays with some scratch. So let's see what we do against a team like that.
0: I'll give you a name that's really impressed me through the, through the first three games that I haven't heard anybody talk about, including myself. Okay. But I, I want to throw his name out there. And that's Chandler Stevenson oh, yeah. coming off a career year. He gets overshadowed by the Eichels and the Kessels and the Smiths and the Stones going, Juan and Kolasar doing, doing their thing. But Chandler's been
1: flying. Yeah, since he got here. I mean, he's been a revelation. And you, it's hard to overlook him because he's such an important part of the, of the puzzle up front. Um, but, yeah, we tend to talk about others more, yeah. and that's more just he's a quiet guy. He draws guy. a penalty shot the other yeah, night,
0: it, uh, has a couple of two-on-ones, and always, breakaway. Yeah.
1: Always in the mix all the way around every game. Do you
0: count a penalty shot and the breakaway as two different scoring chances? Not really. Okay, I, I ask you that because the other night had Vegas, Vegas had three breakaways and a penalty shot. And on
1: one of those breakaways led to the penalty shot. Right.
0: Right. And I went to break saying they've had four breakaways. Right. And I wasn't sure whether or not I was right.
1: Well one And is you kinda of looked at me well, like you normally negated.
0: do. <laughs> like, uh
1: Well, I don't really agree with that <laughs> assessment, but
0: So is it four breakaways or is it just three breakaways? And then I have to add in the penalty shot.
1: It's it's three breakaways, one led to a penalty shot. <laughs> I knew, it.
0: I knew I was wrong the way you looked at me you you tried to be nice about it and you and you and you were I wasn't polite but when I push you a little bit was like, I was in the end I, I was wrong Vegas against Calgary uh, Calgary's had a, a Difficult start from an opponent standpoint. They've come through it really well, beating Colorado and Edmonton. Now they get Vegas, so this is a measuring stick for Daryl Sutter's team, uh, along with what we've seen. He'll, and
1: he'll downplay it. You, oh, oh, of course, there's he another will. Another game on the schedule. Uh, I love him. I love him <laughs> so much. And
0: then you've got uh, what? What a conf- contradiction between the two coaches, between Bruce and oh. and Daryl. <laughs> but George, then, what they
1: give, him, absolutely.
0: You've got four zero start on the line for Vegas that would tie the franchise's best. Bruce Cassidy was 4-0 in his first four games with the Boston Bruins. you have been doing your homework. Impressive. I had a I had a lot of time in my hand yesterday <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> with, with, all, there was no hockey. No hockey. Lots of football. Bruce Cassidy said he watched football yesterday because there's no no hockey going on. Uh they they're still just coming off the ice. Guys stayed on actually for a couple of extra uh, met us during that. So uh, we'll bring you uh, what Bruce had to say on the VGK Insider Show at 4 o'clock when we talk hockey again. <laughs> How will be doing Fox Love Sports it. Las Vegas? That's Has a high note. Oh, it's the best. What are you doing at uh, 4 or 4.30? 4 or 4.30? Yeah,
1: I'll be. That's
0: usually about the time when I ask you to come on. And I send you a text. <laughs> yeah, hey, come on? You, you, you uh, want I, I to come should, on? I might,
1: st- I might still be here then.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh.
1: I'll swing by, and see if you want uh, to chat hockey. Yeah,
0: come on in. Studio 31, a wide open uh, to chat hockey. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas, nighttime at noon.